This is Adam Menace. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It Podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. All right, now what do we got today? Today we're going to talk about our seven favorite voicing concepts. Is this going against what we usually preach about with voicings, mm-hmm. that there's not really one great voicing? It's... That's why we're saying voicing concepts. Oh, remember we were talking about doing seven of our favorite voicings, but that voicings, we always say, are part of a progressive situation, shall yeah. we say. Yeah, we don't want to get in the habit of just plunking our hands down. Yeah, we don't have a favorite voicing, so we have a favorite voicing concept. I like it. Okay, I like it. Okay. Where are we, where are we going to start? Um, why don't we start with uh, root plus shell plus color? Okay, this uh, this is where I start a lot of you know my students on yeah. this voicing, because not only is it um, easy to play, uh, but it, it really kind of helps spell out what the chord can be. So It's interesting because I start a lot of my students with just root. Maybe my students are dumber than yours. No, I mean... Well, I, <laughs> root plus shell plus well, color. I don't take those kind of students. You're, that's good. I need your students. <laughs> so root plus shell plus color, uh, when I say root plus shell, that's the left hand, right? So if we're going to do a C major 7, we have a C, and then we have the shell. And the shell is, of course... Third and the seventh. Third and the seventh. So C, E, B in the left hand. And then plus color, these are notes that help to color the chord. The, C, the, the root plus shell, that tells you all you need to know right. about the chord. That defines the chord. But the color can really uh, help you tell the story that you're trying to tell. So yeah. And give you options, give you little variations, right? The, exactly. The most common color tones that, that you'll hear are the... Yellow. Oh, no. no okay, <laughs> well, depending on, on your uh, synesthesia, this might be yellow, <laughs> right. but... Are the fifth, the ninth, and the thirteenth? Yep. You know, on a major seven. So uh, you, you usually would want to add two of these. So we'll do kind of a three plus two voicing here. Um, so you have root and shell, and then you can add the ninth, the D, and the fifth. Mm-hmm. Very common voicing. You could, oftentimes, the fifth will be replaced with the thirteenth. You know, the A. Also very common. Uh, and this works on any chord. If this is a C minor seven. Beautiful. You can on minor chords. You can often add the eleventh instead of the fifth. So again, I have C, E flat, B flat, and the ninth, which is D, and the eleventh, which is F. And these go. You can do these in all kinds of inversions too. If you want to add three color tones, especially on minor seven chords, I added that thirteenth. So I have C, B flat, E flat. I can reach a tenth in my left hand. Can you? Yes, sir. Well, depends what key it is. And then I have the 11th F, the 13th A, and the 9th D. That's a great sound. You know, it's an easy way to sort of help yourself understand voicings because the left hand takes care of the the quality of the chord, and the right hand is free to experiment with colors. Yeah, and it's it's a great way to build up because you can just add one color tone. Totally. I mean, the the root and the shell is fixed, although there's always different ways to do it, different inversions. But then it's such a great way. People are always talk about how do I practice voicings. This is the way you do it. You build up. That's right. You've got something that's set. You've got three notes in the left hand. That's what it's going to be. And then you're adding one, two, or three notes. And, you know, as you said, the fifth, the ninth, the eleventh. And we can also do alterations later on. Absolutely. You know, yeah. With um, dominant chords, it becomes endless of yeah. what you can. And, I mean, it's very simple in terms of which ones work. It's, it's certainly in terms of a static situation. And that's what sounds good. But this is a great way, you know, if you're kind of an intermediate player or you're learning tunes, you know, to go through tunes using this technique is a great way to do it. I mean, not only are you learning the tunes and learning what color notes sound good, but 
you're also practicing some solo piano skills because hello you know if you have that root and shell in your left hand yeah you have the the basis everything you need and i mean the color tones then become like this helps your ears so much to understand what those color tones do so that when you start playing lines and and melodies you'll know what it's going to sound like when you land on a ninth or something totally. with that voicing in the left hand. So it practice, all works together. Practice going through your tunes and just just with this, you know, root shell your left hand and color tones in your right. Yep. You know, and then practice leading those voices together in interesting ways. It's yep. it's a great good stuff. Yeah. All right, next we're gonna do fourth voice. Oh, you got this one. And this for fourth voicings, what we mean here. I mean, the basic sound is. A few different variations, and I'm not gonna go through the exact notes on all these, but you kinda know what the sound is. The concept, I think, behind it for me is all fourths, and then sometimes you have a major third, like here on top. And then you're moving that, and then here we're all fours. It's usually mostly uh, perfect fours. But then sometimes in order to dial tonically fit within whatever chord you're at, and I'm, I mean here I'm over a Dorian sort of a sound, so then you'll make an alteration to make sure you fit into that. So here we've got a tritone as well, and then all perfect fours. And then these are great, you know, for uh, uh, chromatic movements. And this is going with the straight force, which is the ones I really love. I mean, these are all cool, and I like those, but I love just the... Yeah, yeah. Fourth. What was the other word you had for it that I was stumped on? Quartal. Quartal. <laughs> like a quart of milk. Like a quart of milk. Quartal. Quartal. Yeah, yeah. You love, you love saying that, don't you? I do. One but more I, time. I, quartal. <laughs> See, you're so good at it, man. That's great. <laughs> uh, what do we got next? Cool. Uh, so we're, we're switching it up here again. Yeah, so this one, we definitely need to switch because this is such a mystery for me. This is the, the, the infamous and famous drop two Well, this voicing. is what's so crazy to me is that you play this one all the time. I know, but when you give it that the nomenclature of the drop two, I get nervous. You I just get the never learn. Here, you know what? I'll let our listeners in on something. Peter doesn't know what the drop two is. He plays it all the time. But, but, and this is, but this is a good lesson because he plays it you know, by ear, and he plays it in the context of tense. So when you're soloing and you're using tense... You'll, you'll, but it's usually in in the context of your your soloing with tense, right. and I think that's something that gets lost with the drop two. That's essentially what it is. You're you're filling in the chords as you're playing with tense. It's something that only pianists can do. Right. Uh, basis a little bit, but they can't yeah. fill in the chords. That's right. right. Um, or if but they can we don't want to hear it. <laughs> but the concept of the drop two. Uh, is very easy, and there's a million places you can learn this. But if you have just a four-note voicing, uh, you know, uh, we'll do a C major seven again: C, E, G, B. Right? I love you, Porky. That's what it sounds like you're playing. Uh, no. So the top note B is one, and this is just for the, these purposes: one, G. The second to top note is two, and so on. Three and four on the way down. Drop two. So basically, you take the two, which is G, the second to top note, and you drop it down an octave. And that's it. That's all drop two means. Any chord, whether it's a D minor, you drop that A. 
Um, it's, it's that simple. And, and there's really no other... But really, you know, it's once you spread those out, it becomes about those tenths. So I would encourage you to not just work on the drop two stuff, but throw in those tenths. It's a great sound. Good, good. Uh, sorry, I spaced out there for a minute, so I wasn't paying attention. So See, you're never going to learn drop two, bro. You're never going to learn drop two. But, you know, you can also go to the Open Studio blog. You have some great posts on there. Um, going digging a little deeper, I would say on the drop two, which is uh, I have a couple openstudionetwork.com blog. And yeah, and it's also part of our Elements of Jazz Piano course. If anybody's a member of that, there's a drop two lesson. But uh, the blog, I have a, a, a recent post on Barry Harris's take on it, which is yeah. Is, is and I believe on Elements of Jazz, when you talk about the drop two, you actually drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Oh boy. Okay, there we go. Oh boy. Okay, now we got number four of our seven favorite voicing concepts. We've got the cluster chord. Oh, Maybe just... I'll jump on this one because yeah, I love got... this. I mean, I know you love it too. Why are you taking all the modern stuff, man? We're going back and forth. <laughs> so the cluster, and you know, I've heard this used a lot, and I'm, I may be using it wrong, but at its most basic sound, it's this. You know, these are rootless three-note voicings. You can go four. But I, I usually find that, you know, going to four notes kind of takes something away from it a little bit. I mean, it, again, always in terms of the progression, where you're going, that would sort of decide things. But just on the um, for face value, I love the cluster just being three notes. And normally you're going to have like a major second or a minor second as part of it, yeah. right? Yeah, and generally you want to, you don't want to avoid, but oftentimes the cluster is not at the top. It's in the middle or at the bottom. Right, right. So here we got the minor second, then we got a major third. And this can work, you know, over a couple different chords, but when it's rootless, I'm kind of hearing it like F minor, so the ninth, the third, and the fifth. But it can, you know, kind of half diminished. It can also be for the major. Although I would usually, you know, over like a major seven, A flat major seven, I would move it up to that just to not have the root. And then there's sort of some extended clusters that are more open, that kind of stuff, or um, that kind of thing. But but really, for just the cluster, you're talking about that. There is a good four-note one that kind of jumps on the one you're, the three-note one you're doing. Like play a D flat triad with an F on the top. D flat triad. Like second inversion D flat triad, and put the G on the bottom. That's, that's one nice. of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yep, that's good. Good stuff. And then these a lot of times will work like I did at the beginning, kind of, you know, a lot of times we have trouble with half diminished, like what's a good voicing. These work good. And always for voicing, I love to sort of change it up as you're moving horizontally. So cluster, open, and then cluster, that kind of a thing. And clusters are very effective as, as a voicing concept with chromatic. Yeah, think of them as, as tension builders, because that's what they're doing. You're building tension, and then you go to a nice spread voicing, a nice open voicing, and it's that much more effective. Yep, absolutely. So that's cluster. Yeah. So what do we got number five? Oh, why don't you stay there for number five? Okay, so we got two plus three. And I think we were thinking about this. Uh, wait, what was two plus three? <laughs> two plus three is... Rootless uh, or? Uh, no, this is the, the sort of standard... Uh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so many different ways to do this. But rooted, I, rooted voicing. Rooted, yeah. So your only two rules are um, 
that it's rooted and that there's two notes in the left hand and three in the right hand. Yep. Okay. And again, this is just as a concept to develop your different ideas. Once you actually play, we're never thinking rules. I have to go to the root. I don't. We're constantly adjusting and thinking about where we are in the moment, where we're coming from, where we're going. But ones that I love are very open and, and have elements of those fourth voicings in them. So they've got several fourth uh, intervals, but they're, they're not as fourthy. Is that a word? Fourthy? Frothy? Fourthy? It, it is now. <laughs> So I'm thinking about stuff like this, you know. So we've got those two fourth voicings, but we've also got that triad, second inversion, major six. So two notes in the left hand, three in the right hand. And a lot of times it kind of works out that, um, that it'll be a triad. This is, you know, minor or there. That's major. So many different things you can use it on. Diminish. But it's always two and three and the roots on the bottom. Yeah, that's a good one. All okay. right, I'll take this one. Okay, shell plus one plus octave. Oh, what does that mean? What does that mean? Hello. <laughs> shell plus one plus octave. So this is building, and this is a concept that I use with my students too, and I know you've talked about it as Your well. Your good students, you mean. My good students, not the, <laughs> not the crappy ones. Uh, you know, from, the very, from number one on this list, right, which was the shell, the root and shell plus color. Um, this one is uh, a rootless voicing, but it's shell plus one, uh, one color note usually. So yep. let's say we have a C7. So we'll do the third and the seventh, E and B flat, and then I'll add one color note, usually the D. Still in the left hand. Still in the left hand. Yep. And then you add octaves in your right hand plus one note in between the octave. Yep. So in this case, uh, just very basic, we'll do uh, C, G, C. Okay. You could add the 13th instead of the, the G. But, you know, this is a very common and very malleable voicing. And there's no hard and fast rule to this. Really, it's, it's like whatever sounds good. You can create little melodies. Those are fun. That was jazzy. Thank you. In a good way. Uh, awesome. So that's number six. So we've got just one more. Why don't you throw a little of the three plus three on them? What do uh, you know about that? Three plus what? three. What? This is classic Frank Mantooth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that book that yeah. was like popular? I was going to say, he wrote the book on voicings. In the <laughs> 80s. These were his kind of voicings. But this is, you know, it's funny because uh, this was your suggestion, this one. And I remember you saying when you were younger, you didn't want to play these. No. You were okay. like, man, everybody plays these. It's so basic, but it's just so effective. It feels good. It sounds good. It, it really you know leads you from one place to the other it's very flexible definitely works within a progression it's like a warm jazz blanket it's like a warm just piano-y kind of blanket well let's hear it let's hear it yeah there you go does that sound familiar (laughs) (laughs) now this is like the very prototypical you know two-handed three plus three voicing i'm playing an f7 there's where the root would be but i have the the seventh the e flat the third the a and the 13th the d in my left hand. Also, this is a great left hand. That's voicing. a good left hand voicing on its own. Uh, but if you're comping for someone uh, behind someone, you can add in your right hand up from that D all fourths G C F. Now this also works for major seven if you want to use the. It's a little clashy, <laughs> but you could do it. It kind of evokes that great b- band from the early '80s, the Clash. The Clash. <laughs> 
but yeah, yeah. And it's like you said like you said there's no root on the bottom but the roots on the top I, I think that's one thing that really focuses this voicing you know we flipped it from having the root on the bottom to Absolutely. being on the top that's a great voicing yeah uh, I mean it's got it's got great symmetry it's all force but it does have that one tritone on the bottom so that it fits in diatonically dominant um, these work over the you know kind of a C minor 11 too yeah. throw, throw a little, little C in the bass there Flexible chord. Right, I'm going to throw in a bonus one because I just thought of, bonus. you know, one of the common questions that we don't get asked that we should get asked because yeah. these usually sound pretty bad when I hear other people play them. Diminished voicings. Ooh, diminished seventh. Them. Well, I hit a little bit with the cluster. You did. Actually, yeah. you did. Yeah. yeah. Full diminished seventh voicing. Um, there are some good options. You don't just have to play two-handed. <laughs> two-handed double. Double, double diminished. Root yeah. Double root position. That's diminished. not double diminished. <laughs> That's not double diminished. So... Uh, this voicing that I'm about to play really changed things for me a few years ago when I... Nerd alert! Nerd alert! Go ahead. So I'm doing an F-sharp diminished here. And uh, I'm, I'm doing like a 2 plus 3 in my left hand. I'm playing F-sharp and C. And then I'm playing F uh, in my th- with my thumb in my right hand. F, A-flat, and E-flat. So I have on the outer edges... Uh, the notes, all four notes of the diminished seventh chord, the F sharp diminished seventh. And then in the middle, though, there with my thumb, I have the F, which is from the diminished scale, uh, which a whole step above, right? From basically a double diminished. And you can vary where this, this note outside of the, the, you know, diminished scale comes from, or the diminished chord comes from. But I like this one. It's so much fun to move around. If you move it up, you know, in minor thirds, all of these work. Uh, Go to the diminished pattern, the diminished yeah. uh, arpeggio. Those all work for the same chord, you know? Yeah. It's great stuff. So, Good. you know, if you're ever on a, on a one... much better than uh, <laughs> that yeah. sound we want to get away from that sound. yeah cool all right good stuff so there you go that's seven um that's eight that's eight we got a little bonus and we actually had a request uh we had a comment from one of our listeners i don't know if we can commit to doing this all the time but he was like uh you know i love listening to the podcast every day um i'm walking the dog but a lot of times i don't have something oh yeah to yeah right with so they want to recap i mean my first thought was like no yeah recap <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. I'm a people pleaser. No, but I was also like, wow, you could always rewind it and listen. He, he realizes it's not in real time, right? Right. You can listen again. It's not, li- it's not a live thing. But that's okay. We're here to help our listeners, no problem. So we'll give you a, a quick recap. Um, we got the root plus shell plus color. That's number one. We got the fourth voicings, number two. We got drop two, number three. Cluster, number four. Yep. Number five is two plus three. Yep. Um, and then we got the shell plus one plus octaves. Then we had the three plus three, the, the Frank Mantooth classic uh, root root on top. And then we got the bonus with the double diminished. So that's right. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Cool. You know, please, uh, if you have any comments like this, you know, obviously sometimes Even we totally selfish comments. Uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we actually do fulfill them. Uh, you can go to you'll hear and leave your question or comment. Yep. You can also feel free to leave us a seven star rating in iTunes or now in uh, the Google uh, Google podcast, Android podcast, yeah. Google podcast app or Stitcher. Your, or Stitcher. Actually, I don't know if we're on that. Spotify. I want to get on it. I love it. Or Anchor. 
Come on, oh, man. We're, now we're you're just making stuff up. <laughs> no, no, anchors for real. <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to claw our way in. Right. Yeah, you can leave us a, 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 a rating, which is the quickest thing to do, seven stars. If it's seven's not available, six. If not, default back to five. It's all good. Uh, but then if you write a review, that's even better. I know that takes a little bit more time, but, you know, we're here doing this for y'all, so show us a little love. It's all good. Um, and I wanted to highlight one. Uh, we have one review from Japan. We're not translating this into Japanese, so I understand. But we do have listeners there. We see the numbers. So, Japan, we want you to step up. Origato. And, yeah, uh, Arigato, actually. Oh, it's not Origato? No, it is not Origato. Arigato. Arigato, yeah. Um, so, I wanted to read this one from Japan. Uh, Title, you'll hear it, five stars. A very helpful, refreshing approach. These guys discuss many topics that every musician needs to hear. It's like having the best personal trainers with you every day. Highly recommend this to all musicians. Emphasis is mine. Uh, but I mean, I think... I just want everybody to know that when Peter reads those reviews, he looks directly into a mirror. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> as, little daily as I, as I comb my hair back, yeah. <laughs> and that's from Triton E-Subs from Japan. So much love and thanks, Triton. That's dope. Domo arigato and um, yeah, so please keep those coming. And I'll just give you, if we want to get a little competitive between the countries, we could do that. Right oh, now, the yeah. U.S. is in, in first place. It's like the World Cup of You'll Hear It reviews. That's right. U.S., we got 20 from the U.S. We got three from Canada. We got two from the United Kingdom and Northern Ireland. I'll oh, pick it Great up, Britain. UK. Yeah. Um, and then Ireland, we got one. And Japan, we got one. And New Zealand, we got one. Now, we know we got a bunch of listeners in Australia. We saw this in the stats. Australia, where you at? Yeah. You guys are all like, good day and all that. You're letting New Zealand beat you at something? You know Come on New now. New Zealand, like that teeny little country. So jump up in there when you get a chance, please. And a little, little Much love New Zealand, Zealand, by the way. Yeah, love you guys, New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, there it is. We're, we're going to have a special. We don't have it ready yet. Or do we have it ready yet? We do not have it ready yet, but uh, look for tomorrow's episode. We'll have some That's kind of right. Special. We'll be coming at you. So until then, you'll hear it. Mm-hmm.